This is the Rich Eisen Show. How about sexiest bald man alive? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. To choose Prince William? What's going on? He's not fully bald. I need the names and I need the email addresses of these people. Today's guests, Super Bowl champion quarterback Drew Brees from the Fox comedy The Moody's, Dennis Leary, plus host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. Okay. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host sitting here in Los Angeles, California, sitting here on Peacock, or uh, you're listening to us on Sirius XM Channel 211, the uh, NBC Sports Audio home, and also this Rich Eisen Show uh, radio affiliate on uh, Terrestrial Radio Dial of yours. We appreciate you taking us in. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. Hey, Rich, what's happening, man? Mike Del Tufo hey, in his Good usual morning. spot. Good to see you, Mike. Good to see you. And TJ Jefferson, good to see you hey, right there. What a rich. By the way, that's a very, that's a, that uh, for those w- watching on Peacock right now, the, uh, the yellow uh, slicker slash jacket that TJ is Oof. wearing. That's a choice. Um, that's it's, a choice. It's, it's very, a Michael Jackson security jacket. I got it. It's very, what? From uh, I brought it after watching the last dance, you know John Michael Wozniak oh. and all of his security guys wore these special Michael Jordan security jackets. Okay, very so good. That's what we got. Right very here. good. It's very bright. It's very bright. Very I might bright. have to take adjust your sets. Now looking bright. at it, I'm going probably going to take it off on the camera because <laughs> yeah. you know I didn't see this beforehand for our radio viewers. It's bright. Like imagine the sun. So it's once really we cut fun. away, Actually, I'm going to take this off. But you uh, know, right. I'm seeing tracers out of my right eye. Actually, yeah, really, really bright. I bet. I could see it from way over here. It's like <laughs> All right, this was an experiment, and it caution. failed. It's okay. Caution. It, it, it's it caution. It's called. It's a call. Hey, you know what, so TJ, TJ Jefferson you, came buddy? today dressed as a caution signal. Who you, <laughs> Don't worry. All righty then. So uh, we're down to, you know what, it's, it's, it's still the Elite Eight, even though there's just six teams now. Should we say this? Do we need Super like a six? I guess so. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because well, then we'd need something after the first you know, day of action in the Sweet 16, right? Down to the Dirty Dozen. Yeah, the uh, Fantastic 48 <laughs> after the first round. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and so on, right? I right, mean, it'd be exactly, very difficult. Exactly, exactly. Very difficult. So we'll still call it the Elite Eight. Um, one of our favorite listeners uh, on the Rich Eisen Show is uh, sitting there in El Paso. So we say good morning to our friend Manny uh, on that front, um, or good afternoon to Manny on that front. Uh, he called in because he's a diehard El Paso uh, resident, mm-hmm. and he said that he wanted no Texas teams to win the NCAA tournament because he still wants Don Haskins' famed Glory Road team to still be the only Texas team to win it all. And we didn't check his facts. Is that still – is that really the fact? Like, Texas never won it? Texas A&M's never won it. Yeah, Houston right? never won. No, Houston, Houston never won. won. Not even in, right? team. So, yeah. No, that's so, that I mean, right. His accuracy is checked. Well, yesterday, the action last night assured us of having one team from the state of Texas in the NCAA final that is set for next Monday. And that's because Baylor knocked off Arkansas, holding on to their halftime lead. And then Houston finally dispatched with uh, Oregon State, turned back into a pumpkin last night, that Cinderella story. Um, Houston wins 67-61. Baylor wins 
by nine, meaning we're going to see a state of Texas represented in the national championship. How about game. that? That's going to happen. Wow. And um, so there's that. The state of Texas cool. will yeah, be represented cool. uh, in the men's basketball tournament. Unfortunately for Baylor, the women's team got thoroughly hosed <laughs> against UConn last night um, on um, a shot that uh, clearly uh, needed a, a whistle being blown. And um, Dejanay Carrington, who was phenomenal against Michigan, I watched Baylor in overtime against my alma mater, um, I guess the ref said it was all ball. Instead of all ball, it's all arm and elbow. <laughs> and face. And face. I mean. Wow. That's the no call? That's the no call. It was pretty bad, man. It, oh, my God. I understand let them play, but come on. You got to make that call. <laughs> That's brutal. I don't know. You're going to look at Gino? Who knows? Um, it's a ter- it's brutal. It was terrible. That's brutal. I know. Um, the only thing <laughs> more brutal was uh, Kim... Mulkey's um, oh. mask, which, by the way, is uh, that should be a new Twitter account, right? Her mask. Um, but she had every right to be so upset about that. So, um, unfortunately, it's a win and a loss for Baylor. The women getting hosed and the men getting into the Final Four. Tonight, two one-seeds going at it. All right, let's do it. And the two one-seeds are taking on Los Angeles. Let's go for it. Gonzaga taking on USC this evening. And my alma mater taking on UCLA. Trying to eight-clap UCLA back to Westwood. UCLA trying to continue on. Now they are the Cinderella story. UCLA is a Cinderella story. Cinderella out of Westwood. Again, no team's ever gone from the first four as far as this team has gone. To go, to go a first four team, remove the first and put the word final in. Oh, my God. From first four to final four. That's what UCLA could do and set history in that regard tonight. Uh, my alma mater standing in the Bruins' way and USC standing in Gonzaga's way to a final four that everybody put them in to because they haven't lost a game all year. So Los Angeles will be tuned in from 4 o'clock local all the way through to the end of the Michigan UCLA. Rich, game just to be accurate, uh, someone tweeted this out. I just yes. confirmed it. VCU in 2011 played in the play in game and went to the final four. Oh, is that right? It is. Okay, so great. I, UCLA I can make history tonight. Are you guys like. Hopefully I, they won't make history uh, tonight. I didn't I did not know. I, did, I didn't either. Someone that had tweeted was, was that, I assume that was Shaka Smart's <laughs> yes. UCU team? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, yes, that was a great team. Yeah. They were fun. All right, from first four to final four. I yeah. thought that that's, I thought that's never happened. Okay, I, I, I was with you. I thought that as well. Are you guys like me and you're a little like thrown off by like the the dates now with the tournament? Because normally we didn't have a Final Four game on a Tuesday, right? So well, our team to make the final. Yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. like normally, these yes. dates are like normally this would already have been played. Yeah, so right. it's just like I'm thrown off. I like take it I think it it's is. great. I said this yesterday. It's like during the regular season we just had the National Football League. Tuesday, Where Wednesday football. Let's go. The, when the when the Saints played the Vikings on Christmas Day on a Friday, that meant every day of the week every had an day NFL of the week. game on it because of all the craziness. And by the way, Drew Brees is, is our first guest joining us in about thirteen minutes time, um, and uh, I I do want to just give a little bit of a pause here before we get to the football aspect of this opener, um, because I do want to 
and it's not to pay you know homage to myself with the <laughs> sign that's right here on my desk in best dad ever. Uh, but I'm just this is these are just facts that I'm about to spit. Gigantic butt. These are, hot these, fire, are, these are just this is just truth that I'm about to lay <laughs> out for everybody. Butt. These are these are indis- this is an indisputable portion of our lives here on our show. Checking the Rich Eisen show bracket. No, we're not Dan. We don't have stars all over the place as part of our nope. our bracket, you know. We don't have we don't have Michael Douglas part of our bracket. No, we no. didn't want that. Well, no, we do. I mean, I mean, we, lying. We, I mean we, who we wouldn't want to be in a bracket with Michael Douglas? My gosh. I've been trying to get Jody but Foster in her fantasy football league. Short of all that, <laughs> I, I, I reach for just the immediacy of it all. It's us here mm-hmm. and my children at home. All right. Our 10-year-old at home, Cooper Evan Eisen, is kicking everybody's ass. <laughs> and not everybody here in the studio. Chris, would you like to read out the percentage, the percentile? My 10-year-old son, Cooper, is in the entire ESPN league. Yeah, 99.8. He's got, if Gonzaga and Michigan, if the one seeds win tonight, my 10-year-old son, Cooper, will nail the entire Final Four. He had Houston cutting down the nets, as they did last night. He's on fire. He had Houston cutting down the nets against Loyola of Chicago. He was almost right about that. What? Yes. (laughs) I mean, this is Cooper is a he's savant. Going to, and he's the only one in, well, you know, no makeup this year. Chris Brockman is in DFL right now. Uh, and Adam Chudwin, our call screener, uh, chose Illinois. Uh, everyone else is Gonzaga. If Michigan wins the entire tournament, Coop, Coop can uh, do some damage in the entire ESPN community writ large. So there, amazing, there's over man. 10 million ESPN brackets. Yes. Cooper is in 26,000th place. <laughs> Now, I don't want to go home to my children and say, hey, 26,000th place is great for you. I mean, it's you know what I mean? Like, it, it, we want them to strive. I get it, but out and of the 10 big million? Scheme of thing, like, 10 million, that's fantastic. That's, good. that's like being in the top <laughs> two out of 10 people. I mean, uh, if, we, if we went over Chris's last five. No, five, I think he prefers to talk bottom, about my son right now. Bottom. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm down with pumping Coop up here. I also like, Rich, the fact that your kids came for us. Like, they, they no, put they bullseyes on yeah. us, and they said, we're coming for you guys, oh, and you they're taking us out. That's that's the mother. That's that's, that's the mother's side of things right there. <laughs> but don't don't knock Taylor. She no, should no. move ahead. No, she's, she's got like, 1380 total. Tay-Tay is awesome. Tay-Tay moves up. Tay-Tay is the name of her At any rate, so we're moving up. These are the ways that we cover the NCAA tournament on the Rich Eisen Show. I want to unpack this before we get to Drew Brees. So John Lynch, the general manager of the San Francisco 49ers, and head coach Kyle Shanahan met with the media for the first time since uh, the the 4th of January. It's been a while while. since uh, the brass of the 49ers met with their local uh, beat writers. And boy, do they have a lot to talk about. Now, Hmm. having uh, flipped two first-rounders in future drafts and swapped their first-rounder this year uh, and a third-rounder this year to move up to the third overall spot and... You know, it's clearly for a quarterback. You don't trade all of those uh, future draft capital pieces for anything but a quarterback. And as we all know, they have one. And Jimmy Garoppolo, who's got a couple years left on a contract and two years removed from playing and starting in the Super Bowl for this team. And clock's ticking. And everybody has been reporting that the Niners are intending to keep Garoppolo because they can. They can afford it and the cap. And then you know, bring in this quarterback and and have Garoppolo 
show him the ropes, basically turn him into a Kansas City version of Alex Smith, a San Francisco version of a Kansas City Alex Smith. Um, and so here's what John Lynch had to say about it yesterday. We went to ownership, said, hey, you know, things are, things are, are looking good. We'd, we'd, we'd like to make this move. But, you know, we also don't want to uh, say goodbye to Jimmy. We think Jimmy, he's shown we can get to a Super Bowl with him. We can play at a high level. And we don't think those two things have to be mutually exclusive. And so the opportunity to trade up and possibly get a guy uh, who we're very high on and is, and is, you know, I think some positive things are happening this offseason for, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the plan we arrived at. And we're, we're very excited. It was, you know, a stated goal that we needed to come out with the quarterback position being stronger this year. And I, I think we've put ourselves uh, in a, in a opportunity to make that happen with this move. That's John Lynch, the general manager. Normally, Mike, I would turn to you and say, can you hit the drop of, you know, that drop. Do you have that over there, Mike? What were they really thinking? And I would say, what were they, you know, what does he really intend to say? Because, you know, any general manager will say, okay, you know, we love this guy, mm-hmm. but, you know, we'll, we'll, and we intend to use him, but, you know, that means come at me with an offer for him and he's yours. Yeah. Right? Um, except the coach pretty much said the same, actually said it. <laughs> Listen to what Kyle Shanahan had to say. We're in a situation where, um, when you bring in a starting quarterback, I mean, when you bring in a rookie quarterback, to me, it's always better, especially on the team that you have. You'd, if you've got a, a veteran starter there already who um, you like and you're comfortable winning with, um, that's usually the direction you want to go and not, not throw someone else out into the fire until they're fully ready. And that's the situation we're at. You know, if you, know, you look at uh, free agency, if it goes the other way around and you do things differently, maybe. Um, but right now, and Jimmy, it's going to be hard to find a quarterback that gives us a better chance to win than Jimmy right now, uh, especially even a rookie in the draft. Um, so that's what you look into. Now, if someone wanted something for that and it can make your team better in a lot of other ways, you, you listen to that, but it also depends on how good you feel about that rookie. And we're not there yet right now. And odds are we probably won't be. That's why we're happy that we don't have to be that way. Uh, we got a guy in here who we know we can win with, a guy that our players love, that we love. Um, and uh, we're excited to have him this year, and we're excited to have a hell of a quarterback right behind him, um, learning from when the time's his. All right, two things. First of all, f- first of all, first, first things first, it, it, uh, for the radio audience, Kyle Shanahan's hair is freaking perfect. Oh I mean, oh my God. It's like, it makes, it's Joe Flacco elite hair. I mean, I mean and the beard is tight, and he's got a little bit of the salt good. and pepper looking right now. I say good. to Kyle Shanahan, two salutes, sir. I mean, my gosh. Yep. Well done. Living well. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Yeah. The, the, AFC, the NFC West has the best looking coaches. Okay, yeah, yeah all together. Top oh, to well, bottom. Well, Even I mean, Pete Carroll. The world's oldest teenager. Yes, right? Exactly. Right, as you, right, and then... And then Sean McVay. Oh, my gosh. Stud. Right. Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. You know, James Bond. Right. And Kyle Shanahan. I mean, like, like, what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, that's a deep pool with a heck of an undertow oh. if you're going to be coming in uh, yeah. the NFC West. Whoever replaces Pete in Seattle. By I the mean, way. Yes. Yeah, step up. Dang dang yeah. They better. They, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a very high bar. High yeah. bar. Excellent analysis. Thank you. That's very interesting. Now, <laughs> secondly. <laughs> Have you ever heard a more honest answer from <laughs> no, a head coach no, in the National that, Football League? That was amazing. It's as simple as, hey, tough to find a guy who's going to give us a better chance to win than Jimmy G. Certainly when you're bringing in a rookie. If it's free agency, it's different. Yeah, we went and go went for free agency and brought somebody and paid him a ton of money. See you later, Jimmy G. But we're doing it through the draft. 
who wants to actually be beholden to a rookie if you don't have to be? So we don't have to be. It's the best possible position to be in. If somebody wants to come at us from a different direction, you know, to make our team better in a whole bunch of ways, you'll have to listen. And um, even left the door open that if Jimmy G starts one and three and they start believing in the kid, see you later, Jimmy G. You're you're coaching somebody up just like the rest of us. Honestly, that is one of the most refreshing answers I have heard. Clearly from somebody who's in the middle of a six-year contract to ownership, as John Lynch basically just said, going to Jed York, hey, Jed, I think we're good here. But, uh, you know, all those rumors and the smoke and the fire about us not truly believing in Jimmy G and, you know, and not really thinking he's a long-term answer, well, we don't have to make that decision right now. And we can go ahead and use all this draft capital to win right now with Jimmy G and get this kid ready and maybe, you know, I'm sure he's told him that. Jed York, which quarterback they're identifying and Jed as you know he's been on this show sick and tired of churning through his front office and coaches he believes in these guys go for it rock and roll and here's one thing that I've heard as well I'll just throw this out there as well I've heard the Niners didn't even go to the Jets who knows oh baby that they're just like going straight to the Dolphins let's just get who we want we we've identified who we want we're going I don't know if, you know, uh, this is true or not, but we'll find out. We're going to find out the full on. Like, no the draft one's ever is going it. to be nuts. That they've got their it's guy. They've nuts. identified their guy, and he's going to be their guy, and that's it. And they went and they got it, and they needed to keep it a tight circle, but them and the Dolphins and the Eagles, and let's go. And they're like, they're as honest as possibly could be. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about it with Drew Brees. He's part of the paparazzi now. <laughs> so Drew Brees, Dennis Leary. We're going to talk about one of my favorite sports movies, The Sandlot, with him. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike Florio to wrap it all up in hour number three. That's how we're rolling here on The Rich Eisen Show, brought to you by our friends at NBC Sports at Peacock. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Dennis Leary will be calling in in hour number two. Um, and uh, as I went to break, for those who might be new to this program in any way, shape, or form, first of all, where you've been. Um, <laughs> secondly, um, I famously dropped, what was it, about a year ago? During the pandemic when we were on? I famously dropped... Um, knowledge that I had never seen the Sandlot. Yeah, that's right. Right, and um, and that was one of those blind spots in our. Yep. We all have the blind spots in our them. movie viewing, right? And certainly everybody's been here on the show talking about their favorite sports movie, and sometimes Sandlot is thrown out there. And um, you guys gave me a tremendous amount of grief. You're it's killing a good one. me, it's, Smalls. It's a good one. Right. So <laughs> I I went to break saying that uh, Dennis Leary is in one of my favorite sports movies of all time, The Sandlot. I didn't I I kinda I gotta look from you, but nobody else kind of got away from all of that, you know, back in the day. Yeah, because you've so. seen it once. <laughs> and Dennis Leary's outstanding in it. I mean, as he the, is. As he, the play, he plays the stepfather. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. just like every sports movie. He's got the Babe Ruth ball. Every every good sports sports movie. To me, the through line for any good sports movie, or everyone, is a father-son story of some kind. There was one in Hoosiers, even, which is my number one favorite sports story right. between Dennis Hopper and, and his son, yep. right? Obviously, Field of Dreams is oh, all yeah. about the father and having a catch with the father. And then in The Sandlot, the father isn't there. The stepfather and, you know, what? Smalls, right? Smalls. Is trying to have a relationship. Trying. And um, at the end, they have a catch. Spoiler alert. Baby Ruth. This is what I'm talking about. Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. So, <laughs> you know, not, not all of them have to have that, but, but this one in particular is, is, uh, is pretty cool. So I thought I'd throw that out there on, uh, on, on this show. Drew Brees calling in uh, shortly uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Do we have a poll question over there today? Yeah, um, I threw it up, mind? all this Jimmy Garoppolo talk. Where's Jimmy G playing in 2021, guys? So this is available on an offshore gaming if you're into it as well. These are the top contenders for mm. Jimmy G. 49ers, Patriots, Broncos, Panthers. Okay. Where's Jimmy G in 2021? Where is Jimmy G in 2021? Can I put my thumb on the scale? Sure. You mind? Sure, why not? I'm going to take the 49ers at their word on this right now. I'm going to take the 49ers on their, on, on their word on this right now. Um, because where where else would Jimmy G go? Give me those four options again. Everyone thinks he's going back to New England. Since well, why would they do that? They've signed Cam. Cam for one year. Right, so you're going to acquire him and make Cam the backup? Maybe. Uh, I don't think so at all. Denver, they're in the quarterback market. I don't think they're sold on Drew Locke. A lot of people don't think they're sold on Drew Locke. They have a lot of young, skill guys. Mm -hmm. where they're, maybe they're a quarterback away. Von Miller's back healthy. Right. And the Panthers, you know, they're in the market for a big-time quarterback. 
They've been rumored for Deshaun Watson. Not happy with Teddy Bridgewater. David Tepper wants to make moves, make splash, make headlines. I'm just going to keep. I'm. I'm going to say. I'm going to say the 49ers. I'm going to keep them at their their word because it does make sense for them in this division where Matthew Stafford has joined, in this division where Russell Wilson still resides. I don't think he's going anywhere. You see, he's go Hawksing again. By the way. Oh yeah. Anytime you see him, he's now saying go Hawks. Anytime you see him on his Twitter feed, he's saying go Hawks. Who knows? But that's just something to notice. Um, The the Arizona Cardinals keep adding people. I know that, by the way, they lost Patrick Peterson, which is fascinating to me. Minnesota. Um, But you put this all together, and the 49ers cannot just decide to restart the clock with a rookie quarterback. Um, unless they truly believe in him and then they need some form of a backup, right? You notice they, they kicked the doors, or they kicked the tires on Joe Flacco, right? Didn't they have Joe Flacco in there before Flacco went they to had Flacco and for maybe, a visit. And maybe, again, after having seen Kyle Shanahan in the first segment, maybe uh, Kyle was inspired by Flacco's elite haircut and they go to the same sort of uh, supercuts there in, in – uh, <laughs> In Santa Clara. I'm, I mean, guessing, I'm guessing, Kyle, that's more than a $20 haircut. Okay. So um, they need, you know, they, they need to have some form of a veteran to show the ropes to some kid who's coming in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep them at their word. Okay. I think Jimmy G's going to stay I'm, put. I'm inclined to agree with you, but if someone throws a high two for Jimmy G, I think he's getting moved. Wouldn't it be amazing, and we'll talk about this with Mike Florio in hour number three of this show, but wouldn't it be amazing if Deshaun Watson stays put and it sure looks like he's going to? I mean, the latest story that came out on Sports Illustrated yesterday, Jenny Varenta speaking to an unnamed um, masseuse in Houston that is not part of the more than two dozen lawsuits that have been filed in the civil civil world against Deshaun Watson. So this person says they didn't feel comfortable, I guess, signing with the lawyer who's yes. honchoing all of this in Houston and but wanted to speak out because she thought that if Watson gets traded and moves to a different town, that that puts massage therapists in those towns in I, 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 I don't know if I'd say the word danger again the whole situation is is rife with if you use a certain adjective to describe it you might be seeming to soft pedal whatever Deshaun's being accused of this woman who said in Sports Illustrated she said he didn't touch her and he didn't demand that he touch her. And some of the charges that are being filed against Deshaun Watson say he has absolutely uh, demanded he be touched and other times forced a woman to touch him in ways that I'm, for a family show, don't want to get into right now. But you read it, and a lot of it does dovetail what some of the f- charges that have been filed against Deshaun Watson Officially, it dovetails a lot of these accounts. And it's 
Shocking. There's no other way to put it. Shocking. And if I am an owner of an NFL team and somebody knocks on my door and says, we want to give up all this draft capital to acquire Deshaun Watson, my answer is going to be absolutely no way. And you know how I feel about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. You know how I feel about him and what I've said about him. And, mm-hmm. and, and so the behavior that he has portrayed um, is shocking. I think that's a word that, that appropriately covers it. And I don't think he's going anywhere. Just talking football now. He goes nowhere. What if, you know, Russell goes nowhere? What if the only people that are on the market this summer is Sam Darnold and if you want to knock on the door for Jimmy G, the 49ers, and blow him away, that's about it. And the only people who move are um, Stafford, and the only people who move are Goff and Wentz. And that's entirely possible that that all the chips land and that's it. And Carolina does wind up drafting a quarterback or acquires one of the two that are available, that they just knock on the door to the 49ers and say, "We, we need Jimmy G. Uh, I, I don't even know if the Niners, why would the Niners, unless they're blown away and get some sort of a first round pick replenished, why would they do that? Why would they trade him within division? I mean, within conference, why would they do that? I don't know why. And then leave themselves completely wide open to having a rookie quarterback have to learn the ropes and be thrown in the deep end of the most uh, competitive division in the entire league. Yeah, no one at the bottom. Why would they do that? No one at the bottom of the first round really needs a quarterback, unless you think maybe the Saints give up twenty-eight to go get Jimmy G. But if you're looking at the top, why would the Saints do that? And again, you know, I know, I know they're all in on Jameis. That's what I mean. They're kind of really the only one. You know what I'm saying? I, I I don't know why. If the Saints thought Taysom Hill was their starting quarterback, they wouldn't have brought back Jameis. Right. Or everybody needs options. What about Atlanta? Would they flip 35 instead of drafting someone at four? Would they flip 35 to San Francisco for Jimmy G? Carolina at 39. I think the 39th overall pick gets Jimmy Garoppolo. And bam, Carolina now has a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think that gets it done. And I think San Francisco says yes to that, especially if they're going to take Trey Lance or Mac Jones at three overall, which is crazy that we're talking about Mac Jones now at three overall. But Well, I think you start, you have to. Did you hear what uh, Nick Saban had to say about Mac Jones? He said if it's a good thing he didn't look at his Twitter account. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because everybody's saying that he's not that, he's less than, he's right. not Tua, he's not Hurts, he's not this, he's not that. I mean, Who he was a Heisman he? finalist. He was unbelievable. No, I understand that. But he doesn't translate here. But all it takes is just one team, and it looks like the 49ers might be the ones targeting him, although Justin Fields is throwing at his pro day right now. And you know how it works at its pro day. When somebody throws at their pro day, suddenly they're at the very top of the ranks. Justin Fields, more importantly than throwing, Rich, he just ran at his pro day, clocked a 4-4-4. Oh, my God. The Moses Malone. (laughs) Fo-fo-fo. I love that. (laughs) 
<laughs> Are you serious? This is from Albert Breer, 444. Another had him at 443. He's 6'5. It's odd that Albert would have that time and promote it. Um, <laughs> wow. You know, I don't know what to make of quarterbacks who run that fast. I just, I don't know because. It's fast, man. Well, I mean. That is fast. No, I know it's fast, but you also don't want your guy running like that. Lamar Jackson, I understand, can take off from midfield, and that's what you're looking for in a quarterback. He never actually got an official 40, though, for Lamar. So we well, don't I know, know that, fast. but the reason why I bring it up, though, is, is we're all, you're, you know, you're just wondering, like, at some point, you know, you're going to have to stop running. At some point. Yes, that's true. At some point, the 4-4 is, you know, might be good if you're trying to track down someone you just threw the ball to from the wrong team. I guess. Ask Clemson, though, how good he can throw it. Hey, and look, we're talking about how fast Trevor Lawrence can run. This is a, a, a huge, this is a spectacular number for, for yeah, Justin Fields. Absolutely. That is an eye-popping number for Justin Fields. Okay, so let's just throw this out there. Because he dropped against, against um, Clemson. The way he looked, right? Well, pardon me, the, the, the Ohio State uh, yeah, Clemson. against Clemson, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. He, dro- he, he dropped in every, every throw th- possible. Every single throw. He was unbelievable in that he, game. He nailed every throw in the route tree, right? Every last throw. And he does have more reps, and he does have more starts than Mac Jones and Trey Lance, right? And he does have a better track record, clearly, not just for the school, but in terms of everything from Georgia to the Ohio State than Zach Wilson. Is it possible that by the end of all of this, the Jets wind up drafting Justin Fields? Oh. And the Niners take Zach Wilson? Or, or they don't. Because they traded up thinking Zach Wilson wouldn't be available and they'd take their guy anyway who they traded up to get. Oh. Oh. That's the wild card in this whole thing, and we've seen it yeah, before. Absolutely. We've I, I've I've left the you know in 2018 we left the combine saying Saquon's the guy number one overall. He's yeah. going to be a Cleveland Brown. That's the end of that. And the Browns, if you recall, you know, because they drafted first overall, they had the top pick in the second round, and we were already talking about all their draft capital. They might be able to move up and get a quarterback late first round anyway. They could have gotten Lamar, and you know. They could have gotten Lamar and Saquon and had a day. Like literally, that 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 was a possibility for them. But they went and they told these shows Baker Mayfield, which was when we left the combine, would never have taken place. Forty times though, as much as I love them, and you know I, I know, love them, but they get everybody going, <laughs> they man. They do get everyone going, and you do see again these this day and age where you see Lamar winning, you know, an MVP in year two. And you see what Mahomes looks like, and you have to ask why everyone loves Trevor Lawrence more than anybody else. Justin Fields raises his hands and says, hey. Mobile quarterback. Not just mobile, he's fast. He can run away from you. Yeah, that's that's breakaway speed. I'm just wondering again how sustainable that that Hmm. level of play is in in the NFL. Long-term, long-time run. But Justin Fields is certainly now raising his hand and saying, hey, don't forget I about might be second overall, too. 
Yeah, don't forget about me. All right, we'll take a break. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the show. Mike Florio and Dennis Leary still to come here on our program. Don't go anywhere. We're here live on a Tuesday on The Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Uh, he is a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, and uh, I could go through all of his accolades from his playing career, but I'll just say he's here uh, now as part of uh, uh, Copper Compression, but also a colleague of ours now in the media as he's joined NBC Sports. He is the great Drew Brees. How are you, Drew? That's good. I'm good, Rich. How are you? Man? I am. That's that's a cra- that's a crazy thought. I'm 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 joining the media world with you, huh? You're part of the paparazzi now, Drew. That's exactly what you're doing. But here's the, one of the things too is I, I love interviews like this because you can no longer, when I ask you about your career, say, you know what? I'll just think about it when it's all over. Um, you can't <laughs> use that answer. That answer's gone, Drew. You can't use that answer yeah. anymore. So, yeah, that, that that's that's true. What do you, I mean, do you ever, you know, I don't know if I've caught you while driving at any point, but did you ever just like look over the steering wheels you've been driving over the last couple of weeks or last couple of months since I, you know, you knew that you were, you were done and just go, holy crap, I did all that. Does that happen? Uh, there's, there's definitely been some moments of reflection. I, I'd say more so in, in recent weeks, um, you know, right when the season ended, I try to just get away and, and take some time with the family, but, um. Yeah, certainly the the announcement um, made it all very real, and uh, you know had had some time to to spend with um, you know those who have been a part of the journey and kind of really put some of my thoughts you know on paper and and, and just feel a lot of those emotions and really really an incredible journey um, the last twenty years and and really beyond that too. I mean, I think when you I think part of retirement, too, is just thinking that all that has gone into um, that career, and and so it goes even well before actually making it to the NFL. You know, so many experiences through college and back to high school and even, you know, growing up, you know, what you dream and aspire to do and and having had the chance to, to live out you know, those dreams in my athletic career was, was pretty remarkable. So what is your proudest accomplishment now that you have the ability to say, I look back and I did this because you can no longer say, I'll think about it when it's over. Cause it is in fact over. So what do you got for me? Drew? You know, um, I'd say, I'd say one of, one of the things that, one of the things that really, uh, kind of just touched my heart 
you know, especially over the last couple of weeks, is just all, all the people that have reached out and and expressed the influence that, that I had on them as a teammate or a friend, um, you know, during this journey. And so, just having a chance to to read to read those and and relive some of those moments, and and also just think about those relationships. You know, that that's that's really what it's all about. Um, I feel very fortunate to have been surrounded by so many great people along the way, you know, coaches and teammates, friendships that I'll have for a lifetime. And just thinking back on the way that those guys influenced me and, and motivated me and inspired me along the way too. What about the numbers? Because you're going to be able to sit there on the football night in America set drew and say, I wish I had that 17th game. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're all these records are going to be 16 game records that, um, that, uh, means everyone else has an asterisk next to theirs forevermore. So with the 17 game, Schedule coming. Which of the numbers accomplishments are you most proud of that you were able to do? Um, you know, I, I, honestly, the I think if you play long enough, you know, a lot of that stuff adds up. Right. Um, you know, I, I really approached every season like I, I wanted to get better. You know, there was there was I would always end each season, and before I started. Um, training that that upcoming off season, I, I would always take kind of a hard look, a very analytical look at that previous season and where the areas that I think I, that I needed to improve, and then I would incorporate that into my training and just my overall thought process. And you know, the numbers didn't always reflect those improvements, and yet I, I, I think as long as deep down I knew that I was continuing to to grow and learn and get better. That's what was most important. And, and so what comes along with that is consistency. Um, I think the way that I wanted to be perceived by others was they knew exactly what to expect out of me every time I stepped in the building and every time I stepped on the field and what they were going to get from me in the game, what they were going to get from me in clutch situations. Um, I wanted to be that consistent performer, that consistent influence. And I, I think, that's probably honestly what I'm most proud of um, is not any specific statistic or number, but rather the consistency that went with, you know, my approach and the way that I, I looked at my job and the way that I looked at, at being a teammate for others. Drew Brees here on the Rich Eisen show. So why did you take all that time to retire? You know, I'm sure you're aware people were wondering if you were still thinking about it. Were you still thinking about it? At all? No, no. I, you know, I, I knew, I knew that was it. Um, it, it felt like it was time. Um, I just, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to give it justice. You know, I wanted to. Yeah, I kind of. I think everybody maybe has this image in their mind as to how, how they make that announcement or how it all kind of goes down. And, mm-hmm. and I guess I, I hadn't, I hadn't really put a ton of thought into that you know, when, when the season ended. And so my, my first focus was just to spend a lot of time with my family and, and reflect and, and then just kind of let it come to me, <laughs> sure. you know, and, and, and not just go rush out and do something and then, you know, think back on it later and say, ah, you know, I wish I would have done it a different way. Well, you know, your, your boy, Todd Durkin, who's, uh, who's been training you for a very long time, put that video, you pushing a sled where you damn near went into traffic. It looked like, Made us all think that you were, 
you know, preparing to come back, Drew. He, he stirred the pot a little bit, didn't he? Oh, sure did. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly. I thought you were going yeah. into traffic, too. So... Uh, yeah, I, yeah, me too. I, I, I'd never, I'd never really gone that route. I'd never really gone down the hill, which what I would recommend is going uphill first yes, and then go downhill to finish it out. Once your legs are dead, not sprint to the bottom and then <laughs> have to struggle all the way back up. You know, that's, that's not the recommended route. Uh, yes. I would, I would, I would now you go talk about but, early, early um, retirement. Drew, I mean that was very close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, but you know, I, I, I still love to train. I still love to challenge myself. Um, I mean, I'm having a chance to do a lot of things that, you know, I've, I've probably been putting on hold um, while I was playing football. Like, um, I went mountain biking the other day. I went skiing, mm. doing this e-foiling, hydrofoiling stuff. Um, so, I don't know. It's uh. I'm still going to challenge myself. I'm still going to still going to work out hard. Um, still going to want to compete. Just find different ways to do it. So, and then of course you you did time your retirement to be on the anniversary of your arrival in New Orleans. And part of your the thing, Drew, and you know I've never said this even in private, but that's the most impressive about your career is how it started and how it ended, and what you did to become a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, which nobody thought you were or had a chance to on the day that you signed with New Orleans. So I guess my question for you here is, how close were you to signing with Miami ever? Did that almost happen at all in Saban? Well, so, so I mean, I'd say this. There was, there was, two, there was really two moments where I thought it was going to happen. So when I came out uh, of college, I remember Miami had the 26th pick in the first round. And my head coach, Joe Tiller at Purdue, one of his best friends in football was a scout for the Miami Dolphins. And so they talked frequently. And that scout had told Joe Tiller that if I was available at 26, the Dolphins would be taking me. Mm-hmm. That, like, without a doubt, they were taking me. So when draft day came around, there were some teams that were, that were talking about potentially taking me maybe mid late first round. But I knew that kind of that backstop was the Miami dolphins, right? So if I was still available at 26, I was going to be a dolphin. Well, sure enough, pick 26 rolls around and I'm sitting there by the phone waiting for it to ring and it never rings. And they end up drafting Jamar Fletcher from Wisconsin, a DB who was a really good DB, by the way, picked me off a couple of times in college. Um, so I guess I couldn't fault him for that, but that was the first opportunity. And then obviously when I was, uh, when I was leaving San Diego after my injury in 05, really the two teams that, that came calling were the Miami Dolphins with Coach Nick Saban and uh, the New Orleans Saints. And I think just on the surface, before visiting either team, before you know, meeting with either coach, just – on the surface, Miami seemed like the obvious choice, right? They were an up-and-coming team. Nick Saban, super talented head coach, handled the defensive side of the ball. I was familiar with a couple of their offensive staff. They were running the exact same offense that we were running in San Diego, which I liked. And and so and then you know you're going to Miami, right? And then versus on the flip side, here's New Orleans, been devastated by Hurricane Katrina. Um, new head coach Sean Payton that nobody's ever heard of, um, and so. Just, again, on the surface, it was like, all right, well, Miami's the obvious choice. You know, and that was until 
I had a chance to really dive in and, and meet both sides and, and, and visit New Orleans and, and really feel that that was going to be so much more than football. So, yeah, those were those mm. were two instances where Miami, I thought Miami was really going to happen. Drew Brees here on the Rich Eisen Show. Dennis Leary and Mike Florio coming up in our numbers two and three right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Our radio affiliates are going to take a break in about 10 seconds time and then uh, a couple more minutes left with Drew Brees, which, uh, you know, right here on NBC Sports on Peacock, right here on the Rich Eisen Show.